0: Hello and welcome. This is the Rooted in Starlight podcast, and I am your host, Tricia M. I am a holistic guide who uses astrology and tarot as tools to help people explore their uniqueness on a deeper level. With this podcast, I will be sharing the current sky map and the energies associated with it while providing insights and practical guidance. I hope you will feel inspired and encouraged as we gather here each week to discuss what the universe may have in store for us and how, even in the smallest ways, we can move forward under the stars. Welcome, everyone. Happy December. We have made it to the last month of 2021. And I am sure that there are some of you that are counting that down, saying, okay, when does 2022 come? Um, So, yes, we just have one more month to go, and we are in a new year, which hopefully um, will be a little more stable and uh, prosperous for everyone and healthy and more joyful. But we will see. That is a whole other show, a 2022 show, which will be upcoming. But today I wanted to cover what we have in store for the month of December with the um, cosmic sky and what is going on. And I have to say, there is going to be a lot of chatter going on for the month of December. Uh, So I think you're going to find this to be a December to remember, as we could say And we're going to be beginning with December first. Right off the bat, we have the planet. Um, we have the planet Neptune going direct in Pisces. Uh, Neptune has been retrograde for the last five months, which was interesting because one of the things about retrograde planets is that that normally is a time to redo, it's a good time to go back and, and look at something that you've been trying to get done. So if there's a particular goal um, that you're trying to bring into fruition or to manifest, depending on what it is, if a particular planet that oversees that goal goes retrograde, that can be a good time to get to work on that. Uh, Especially if it's something that you realize that you've been putting off and putting off and putting off. Um, So Neptune, having been retrograde the last five months, Neptune is actually referred to as the higher vibration of Venus uh, because of the way it is associated with uh, creativity and creativity on um, on the highest level. Uh, it is also associated with um, mysticism, and so part of what can happen in in relation to the creativity piece is you can, you know, look at some of the, you know, famous musicians and artists, and uh, with some of them, you know, if you actually trace their history, you might find that You know, Neptune was in a certain prominent place in their chart when they wrote some of the grandest uh, or, you know, most famous pieces of music or created the, you know, one of the more fabulous pieces of art. So when you speak about it on that level, that's why they call it a higher vibration of Venus, because it's almost this otherworldly energy that you're able to tap into. So that planet, which I actually was laughing a little because one of the things that I actually accomplished while Neptune was retrograde was getting this podcast on the air. And this is actually something I had been wanting to do. I was seriously considering it in 2019, um, but I was doing just a lot of considering and working on it and you know, well, let me see if I have this done and is that done. And I, you know, got into the uh, perfection paralysis where until I wanted to, until I felt that everything was exactly where I wanted it to be, I just was in that stage of continually processing and the quote unquote working on making something happen And this year, it was, you know, at a certain point, I at least got to a place in 2021 where I was like, oh, what was it I was working on before 2020? And this was when, this was what, one of the things I was working on. And then that was when I realized I was like, oh, let me just kind of pick up where I left off. And so what's interesting is that Neptune was actually retrograde at the time of my launch, which is ironic on some level because I I know for me personally, I'm like, okay, I actually made something happen that I had wanted, something that was, you know, something that is a passion of mine and had been weighing on my heart because I just was trying to figure out how to make it happen. And then, of course, I'm also in that state now that Neptune is director. I'm like, oh, I hope this isn't where it suddenly will be revealed <laughs> that I had some grand illusion about what it was I thought that I was doing. Because that can at times be the challenge for Neptune when we're working with that energy, and that is the everything. You tend to see things with Neptune through rose-colored glasses. And so depending on how other planets interact with Neptune that's where you'll have moments where suddenly, you know, reality can kind of, you know, smack you in the face, so to speak. So that was, I did have that thought at one point when I was mapping out this month of December and and some of the astrological things that were happening, uh, Neptune turning direct, there was just that little moment of me saying like, oh, what will that mean? Um, So hopefully it will just mean onward and upward. And that's certainly my plan, so we will see from there. Um, And that is almost the least of our uh, concerns when you look at the way December kind of maps itself up and shapes itself out. Um, We go right from there into the new moon solar eclipse on December 3rd and 4th, depending on where you live in the time zones. What you'll find for me, I am on the East Coast in the States, and so we're at standard time. So normally when I'm talking about, you know, the aspects or, you know, the the um, ingresses or the way the sun or the moon are moving and traveling in the sky, I obviously will tend to be using just the Eastern Standard Time. Um just because that's where I am at and the uh, ephemus that I have, that's what I work with when I'm looking up things. Uh, so that's just so you're aware of that. But the the new moon itself, it's going to cover December 3rd, December 4th, depending on your location. And this is the new moon solar eclipse. This is the last eclipse that we're having in this Gemini Sagittarius axis, and so that is where the North Node and the South Node have been. The South Node has been hanging out in Sagittarius for the last year and a half, Um, and so for most of you, especially if you have are Gemini, uh, Gemini's and Sagittarians. You've obviously have been going through some things, and for anyone that has prominent placements in Gemini and Sagittarius, you have also seen a lot of changes probably going on in your life over this last year and a half, and I mean significant ones when I speak. I mean, obviously, we're all going through changes. Uh, We certainly have all been going through some major changes since, um, 2020, uh, which again, you can just keep tying that back to that Saturn Pluto conjunction that took place in January of 2020. And, but for, for, um, the lunar nodes for that, uh, north and south node to be hanging out in both Gemini, which is where the north node was and Sagittarius, which is where the south node is currently at. People that are having prominent placements, whether it's um, one of the planets or whether your sun itself is in Gemini or Sagittarius, you definitely have had some real uh, changes on top of the other changes that uh, you have seen affect everyone around. So that's going to be wrapping up, which I think is actually one of the good things about this solar eclipse Now, solar eclipses normally are, um, uh, those eclipses normally are eclipses that bring things in. The lunar eclipse is normally done where it will take you into shadow and then reveal something that you need to know, that you have maybe been unconsciously trying to block, or something that you just may not have known. It might have been something that had been happening, you know, behind the scenes with other people that you were not aware of. And so a lunar eclipse will normally reveal that kind of um, energy to you in those kind of situations, where a solar eclipse tends to bring something in um, in some form of a new beginning. And um, normally in a new beginning in a very positive way. And so I feel on some level with us kind of wrapping up the uh, axis of this Gemini-Sagittarius axis that I feel on some level that with this uh, solar eclipse, you're probably going to be able to see that whatever the new beginning is, that it's almost something that you have been working on and something that you know the you've been putting the energy into uh to try and bring forth and this solar eclipse is almost there to kind of say you know well done you know here's the here's here's reaping the rewards for putting in the effort and so i think that's uh definitely something that you'll see happening around this the new moon um That's what's going on with the sun and and the solar eclipse piece of this. But as far as the moon itself, this is a new moon in Sagittarius. And so new moons are always a great time to begin projects, even with this new moon being a new moon that is part of the lunar axis of Gemini and Sagittarius. And those nodes are going to be moving out next month uh, into Taurus and Scorpio uh, this new moon, you can still, uh, be using it as just the energy of the new moon itself. And being in Sagittarius, this is a great time to be starting a, anything that you're interested in learning about, you know, whether it's, you know, a new way of cooking, some kind of new cuisine that you want to bring in into your life, whether there's some new skill that you want to be taking up, um, you know, obviously anything that would relate to, uh, what I like to say, you know, the esoteric spiritual realm. So whether there's new belief systems that you're interested in checking out this new moon is a great time to, you know, make the intention that that is what you want to be manifesting. That's what you want to bring into your life. And then, you know, begin looking at how you can do that. Uh, This is very much a moon that, uh, in Sagittarius, it's very much a moon that is about vision. Uh, So this is also a great time to, if you don't want to be working on something on a smaller scale, this is with this being the new moon um, that we have right before the holidays, this is a great time to be looking at what is it that some of your goals may be for the coming year of 2022, and again, they that you know set them as intentions. You know whether it's something that you want to be doing, you know to improve your health, to improve your fitness, to improve your mind, to improve your spirit. Um, you know this is a good moon to be doing that. This is a good moon to be including. You know any way that you can be thriving for both your your body, mind, and spirit, and to be able to set intentions that would incorporate all three uh, energetic levels uh, for your growth and and for your evolution would obviously be something that would be very positive to be working on. Uh, Other than that, we also have uh, the... December 13th we have Mars moving into Sagittarius Mars has been hanging out in Scorpio and that's a home for Mars he feels very comfortable there so he will be moving into Sagittarius on the 13th and um, and again that is um, going to be the 12 you know December 12th December 13th uh depending on where you are. And then we have speaking of December twelfth, um certainly people that are in numerology uh really like to focus on 1212 12 is a um important day because of the energy surrounded <clears throat> because of the energy surrounded with the number twelve itself <clears throat> excuse me so uh, one of the things that's interesting, though, with uh, 12-12 this year is that we actually have uh, Mercury, the planet Mercury, the planet of communication and travel and um, all things, you know, also the, the planet that does oversee commerce, so business uh, decisions and things of that nature. And that has been in Sagittarius, and... On the 12th of December, so on 1212, Mercury will actually be at 27 degrees of Sagittarius. And so that 27-28 degree mark is where the galactic center is, which is an ecliptical point in the universe. It is stationed in Sagittarius, and so as planets tend to conjunct that ecliptical point in, in the sky... Uh, depending on the planet, you know, you'll find that people, uh, you'll find other astrologers, especially too, that will make certain notations about particular planets that are doing that because of the energy that that particular point in the in the universe has. The um, twenty-seven degrees of Sagittarius, that galactical point. It's almost kind of, you know, I've I've heard it referred to as like the center of. Um, the universe. And so when planets go through that, they're adding, and also uh, being able to take energy from that particular point. So Mercury will be conjunct the galactic center on 1212. And that was the one thing about this year when I was looking at the calendar and I saw 1212, I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting thing to have happen, that this very energetic point in the universe, that at that on that particular day, that Mercury itself will be conjuncting and meeting up with that um, ecliptical point, and so I think it's just going to be able to add some more fuel to Mercury and more energy to what it needs to be doing, because then on the thirteenth, Mercury moves into Capricorn, and I think for Mercury. It may end up needing to be some kind of peacemaker once it moves into Capricorn because we have Venus and Pluto in Capricorn. And Venus is getting ready to go retrograde. She's already in her shadow period. And for those um, listening, the shadow period is what astrologers refer to when we're talking about where a planet is traveling prior to going retrograde that after it goes retrograde, it's going to end up traveling back to that particular point. And so that's what a shadow period is. It's a certain number of degrees. You know, a planet can can go into a shadow period and it can be 11 degrees and then we'll be telling you about how it's going to go retrograde and it will go retrograde at 20 degrees. Um, and then what will happen is that during the retrograde period, it will end up back at 11 degrees. And then end up, once it becomes direct, then end up moving, literally moving through the same space that it had moved through um, in the retrograde, uh, period. And that's why we refer to it as the shadow because it's this energy that it's picking, it's already picking up the energy of getting ready to go retrograde because the other piece about the shadow period is that that's when a planet is slowing down in order to be going retrograde. And again, this is all how it would look if you were looking at at these planets through a telescope. Planets themselves don't actually go backwards, but the, the retrograde is about planets that actually slow down, and they slow down so much that if you were looking at them through a telescope, it would actually look like they were spinning backwards. And so that's where that whole piece comes from. And so the shadow phase of any planet going retrograde is a combination of it slowing down because it's because the retrograde period's getting ready to begin and also it ends up being the degree points where it's going to kind of cover that territory again and so things that might be coming up for you right now um, especially in relationships and that's all kinds of relationships, because Venus rules over all forms of partnerships. She also rules over, obviously, all things creative. She rules over all things financial. Um, And so her retrograde period actually begins on the 19th, and that's coupled with a full moon in Gemini. (laughs) So... um, I think that's one of those uh, days where you might want to make sure you circle the calendar. And I would circle it a few days even before the full moon so that if you find yourself feeling like your head's going to be popping off or that your um, heart wants to just explode out of your chest, that that kind of energy will definitely be because of some of the things that are going to be happening as we approach the 19th of December. The other piece about this retrograde that's happening with Venus is that she will actually be conjuncting the planet Pluto, who has been in Capricorn since 2008. Uh, Pluto moved into Capricorn, and for anyone that, you know, we have what we call these generational planets, and the generational planets are what also are referred to as your outside planets. They're called that because, again, they move so slow that they spend so much time in a particular sign that the changes that happen and the things that their energy can create from the conversations they have is that they literally make massive changes in our systems and structures and relationships And it happens on both a personal and a generational um, level. So Pluto, for anyone that is like, oh, well, what exactly is Pluto capable of? Obviously, this pandemic would certainly be something that people would be aware of that, oh, Pluto and Capricorn, you know, uh, when Saturn was uh, met up with Pluto in Capricorn in 2020, Um, suddenly it seemed like the world was um, exploding on us. Um, And that was both figurative and literal. But Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008, and so for anyone that's not fully aware, or you may have, bless your soul, forgotten, that preceded the initial financial collapse that we had with the housing market. Um, For me, it's something I remember because I the... Um company that I was working for, their largest client were was um c- construction companies that build houses. and so needless to say, I was someone that ended up losing the job that I had at the time from that company because of the uh, financial collapse that took place shortly after Pluto moved into Capricorn in two thousand and eight. So that gives you an idea of how Pluto likes to transform. The piece about transformation is that the only way something's transforming into something new is if you are allowing it to disintegrate in the form that it is. And so Pluto is known for that ability to dismantle whatever is in place and obviously bring a death to that in order to then create something new, uh, which you can only ever hope is going to be new, meaning better. Uh, The reality is that sometimes that is true and sometimes that is not. And so, you know, that's just the real, real of astrology talk there. Um, But yes, Pluto is... Hanging out in Capricorn has been, is going to be for a while. And so we now have Venus getting ready to go retrograde. And she will be conjuncting Pluto on the 19th. And that will be happening while we're also in the energy of the full moon in Gemini. Um, One of the things with this uh, retrograde for Venus is that it's also happening right around the holiday time. And so for the planet that rules over relationships to be going retrograde, um, it kind of means that I think everyone needs to reconnect to their deep breathing exercises if it is something that you've done in the past. If deep breathing is something you have never done, I would certainly suggest that you as quickly as possible, learn how to do it prior to, I would say, by the 10th of December. Um, That way you'll feel, you know, equipped enough to be able to just have moments where you'll be like, let me just take a deep breath here, breathe it in, and then breathe it out, and let it go. Because I think that's going to be a lot of what needs to happen with, uh, especially initially. One of the things about retrogrades, and this is for for the for all the planets, when this happens, is that what you will normally find is that the initial state stage of going retrograde is where energy can be more frenetic, and then the initial stage of getting ready to go direct is that other period where energy can just suddenly get real frenetic again, and a lot of that is because of the 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 motion of the planet itself the slowing down and then the and then the beginning you know that beginning stage of speeding up again um and so i think that's one of the things that everyone needs to be aware of is that you know leading up to the 19th and then those first certainly those first few days because it's going to be coupled again with a full moon which just always has its own energy that it wants to bring to the table so Um, I think everyone is just going to need to be able to say, okay, let me just take a deep breath in and whatever might be frustrating you, just breathe it out and let it go. Um, hopefully you're going to be around, uh, areas that have lots of Christmas decorations because maybe that might help you, you know, just take in the sights and sounds of the season and, and use that as a way to just kind of, you know, just This is just having, trying to come up with just little ways that you can just feel better, you know, about energy that might be kind of, you know, sitting inside you or moving inside you at a way where instead of you using it in any kind of a frustrating way or a, uh, you know, a, a loss of patience kind of thing, you know, to be able to find a way to, at those moments really connect with the spirit of the season and be able to say that, you know, this is the season of giving and this is, you know, hopefully this is the the time of year where we as humanity try to be our most kind and compassionate. And so even with what's going on with these planets, if we can find a way to tap into our better self, our higher self, and, you know, use that energy to help funnel the energy that you might be feeling. Uh, One of the things that I definitely would be letting everyone know is that for this Venus retrograde, anyone that has prominent Venus, so that would be Taurus and Libra, because you're ruled by Venus it would also be your taurus and libra rising because your chart ruler is venus. Hello, yes, I am a taurus rising. No, I am not looking forward to venus retrograde. <laughs> there, I said it. It's out there. Um so yes. And then again, anyone that would have prominent planets, you know, whether you have the moon or mercury, um whether you have um you know, uh, Jupiter, like depending on the planets that you may have in Capricorn in your chart, if you're aware of that, and if you're not, you can certainly contact me so we can get you up to speed on that. Um, then that would be something that you would, you would feel the, um, the energy of this retrograde even more so, uh, because, of the direct connection that Venus is having with you. And again, like I said, the energy of her slowing down and going retrograde is obviously going to be felt by anyone that is ruled by Venus uh, in any way uh, within their their chart. And so whether that's your sun sign or your rising sign or your moon sign, those are three very powerful power points, powerful points in our, in our birth charts. And so because she's going retrograde, you're going to obviously feel that energy within you. And so you definitely want to be able to find ways to, you know, be able to, you know, keep yourself centered and balanced as best as possible. And whether that is just deep breathing. And I mean, deep breathing is something that you can just be doing it right there at the moment that something, you know, feels like it's catching you in the wrong way, you know, to just take a moment and take a deep breath in and let it out and then try and get another one where you take another deep breath in and let it out. And then at that moment, you're able to be saying to your brain, pause. You need to pause. You don't need to respond or react or speak. You just need to be pausing right now. And then allow that energy to flow through you um, in in that way where you're able to release some of it. And then you'll find yourself responding and reacting to things, hopefully, in a bit more of a balanced way and certainly in a more positive way. Uh, because your other challenge with this conjunction that happens at the full moon with Venus going retrograde um, and conjuncting Pluto is that then this that also happens again on the 25th of December? So on Christmas Day itself, uh, Venus and Pluto will be conjuncting for a second time. Just in case they didn't think you were having fun when they had, when it happens the first time during a full moon. So and just in case that wasn't you know enough. Um, Fun for you. The um, next thing that we'll have happening, which actually, this is actually one of my favorite times of the year, is that the winter solstice will be taking place on the 21st of December, uh, which is when the sun will move into Capricorn. And um, I, for anyone that, on a serious note, for anyone that suffers with seasonal affective disorder... Which, yes, people, it's a real thing. Okay. So, um, for those of you that don't have any clue about it, God bless you. Um, But I would say find a way to have some understanding and certainly some compassion for those of us that do actually feel impacted by the loss of light and the change in temperatures and, um, you know, suddenly the energy. Um, within us seems to just bottom out. And, you know, it's like, you know, that it's coming and you're always trying to do everything you can, whether you're taking extra vitamin uh, supplements for it, whether you're, you know, I mean, some people, you know, actually, you know, pop by the um, infrared lights for it, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, now they have all the, you know, the, the natural lights that, you know, if you set them up in your home, it makes it seem like it is daylight. Um, You know, some people use acupuncture. I mean, there's a lot of different modalities that are out there that, you know, people try and use to get themselves through this time of year. Um, So for me, one of the reasons that I love the winter solstice so much is because it is the rebirth of the sun. And literally, Every day, that's that's the longest day, longest night. That's the longest night of the year. I'm sorry, not the longest day. Um, winter solstice is the longest night of the year, and then every day after that, we gain an extra minute of daylight. And so that, for me, <laughs> for anyone that does deal with seasonal affective disorder, if you were not aware of that, that literally is one of the things that I grab hold to on. And I literally just make myself very aware of how every day we get an extra minute of daylight and you actually will start noticing it. I actually start noticing it by the end of December, like as we're going like literally December 31st into the new year, like I will notice that instead of it being dark at 430, we suddenly have gained 10 extra minutes. And so it doesn't start getting dark until 20 or five or, um, and so I really like just use that. And I, that's part of what gets me through January and February. Um, because I just notice the, the extra light that, that does happen. So I do find that to be a beautiful day. I just seem to always like the energy of the, of the winter solstice. Um, but then, um, From that, we move into Christmas Eve for those that celebrate Christmas. uh, For those that don't, I do want to take this moment to say Happy Hanukkah to all of you that are celebrating Hanukkah. Um, But on December 24th, we have Saturn squaring Uranus. And I did talk about this on... The last episode that I had, not the bonus one, there was a bonus episode I did about the sun and Mercury and their conjunction that took place. Um, Hopefully you did hear that. If you did not, please, it was just a short episode. You may want to go back and listen to um, what that energy was like. And then you can, you know, very much see like, oh, what played out for me around that time? Um, But the episode prior to that, where I was welcoming in the Sagittarius season, uh, I did speak about the Saturn squaring Uranus for the third and final time this year. And yes, that wants to happen on December 24th. So, I mean, energy-wise, you know, like just keep in mind, you're only going to be a week into the Venus retrograde and she will be conjuncting Pluto on the 19th. And I think on some level, that energy like never actually moves away because then there's this other exact conjunction that her and Pluto make on the 25th. Right before that, on the 24th, you've got this final Saturn um, squaring Uranus. And again, Saturn is in Aquarius, where it's going to be, again, hanging out for uh, about another year. Saturn usually spends two and a half to three years in a sign, depending on, you know, the retrograde periods and things like that. And Saturn went into Aquarius uh, in December of last year, uh, right along with Jupiter, and so the two of them have been um, in... Aquarius together, which really for anyone that has Jupiter in Aquarius in your birth chart, it definitely has probably dampened for you, your Saturn, I mean, your Jupiter return. Um, Because Jupiter, normally when you have a Jupiter return year, Jupiter likes to be the planet that wants to, you know, amp it up for you. And oh, (laughs) it's kind of like a Christmas, you know, 365 for you when Jupiter's in a, in a, you're in the home sign that it was in at the time of your birth. And so when it comes back to that sign every 12 years, it comes back, obviously not only to again, help evolve and move things along, but it wants to move things along in as positive a way as it can. With it being in Aquarius this last year, uh, other than for a brief uh, moment in time where it moved into Pisces, um, it's been ha- having to share space with Saturn, and the two of them do not make the best roommates. I am finding that for Jupiter, where it might like want to right want to offer you something right away, with Saturn being there. It's more of a, oh, hey, wait a minute, what is that you've got? And uh, no, that's not the best thing for right now. And let's see if the, if this person can handle this challenge first, and then they get the reward. So you might have found this last year with Jupiter being in Aquarius to not be as special or as magical or as gifting as it could have been had Saturn not been... Uh, kind of covering up its uh space or certainly adding some pressure to it that Jupiter itself doesn't uh need. So Saturn itself I said has uh, at least another year and a half in Aquarius. Um and then Jupiter will actually be moving into Pisces in uh this month. It'll actually be doing that the uh, December 27th, 28th. That follows, uh, which I think we'll definitely need it by then because that's going to be following the Saturn squaring Uranus and then obviously that Venus retrograde Pluto conjunction um, that takes place for the second time on December 25th, Christmas Day itself. And so then just a couple days after that, then you have Jupiter moving into Pisces. Um let's first touch base on the Saturn squaring Uranus and I'll probably do since that's happening at the, towards the end of December, I'll probably do a separate show on that. And what I did though, want to just touch base on with it at this uh, on this particular episode is that this is the third time. So if anyone's wondering like, okay, well, what, what does that mean? the biggest thing that i can can give you are the other times the other two times this year that saturn and uranus were squared and that was february 18th so again you're figuring you know february look at like february 17th 18th 19th that time frame and then it happened again in june and that was june 15th and that would again would be like the June 14th, 15th, 16th time frame that you're looking at. And just get an idea for you personally what was that like, what may have been going on. Um, and now we're coming back around to the third and final square. And again, you have to keep in mind that this third and final square, just like the Venus retrograde conjuncting Pluto, like this is all happening during the holiday time. And this is a holiday season that is coming after basically it was pretty much canceled last year. And so there's just going to be a lot of energy just because of that alone. I know for myself, just being out and about, um, you know, for the month of November, I've just found like so many people being out and, and trying to. You know, get back to being able to go to theaters and concerts and and um you know getting out there to shop. I think it's kind of interesting that you know we were certainly in a period where we were preferring to order online, and then last year, we basically were told you didn't have any choice but to order online, and um I'm noticing now that more people are kind of getting back into wanting to be the foot traffic, back into stores. And I think some of that just might be because of the way things were looking, you know, for the holiday season last year. And I think people want to, you know, again, get back out there and celebrate and connect with people. Um, You know, really kind of have an opportunity to be with friends and loved ones that you may not have been able to be with last year and kind of pick up the traditions that got put on hold from last year. I do know that if you look at some of this stuff that, you know, I, one of the things that I like to do, and, and, and you'll find many astrologers will will do this, and that's that you're not only looking at what's going on in someone's personal life, but you're looking at real-world events and seeing how they play out in time with the different aspects um, that might be taking place in the sky. And so one of the things that's interesting is with that last lunar eclipse that we had in November, um, which I remember when I did that show, I was letting everyone know, oh, this is the kickoff of the Taurus-Scorpio axis. And so... One of the things that if you look back at the news, you'll start noticing that that whole um, the whole talk about the variant, this new variant, if you know um, that that was actually taking place right around the um, lunar eclipse that took place that uh, full moon in Taurus lunar eclipse that took place um on November 19th that you started you know a few days before that shortly before that because again like like I've said and I'll, and I'll, you'll hear me repeat this a lot um and that's the fact that it's never that the energy hits you at the exact moment that a planet is doing something it is always the buildup of that energy that we start feeling and I mean, I know for me with new moons and with full moons that I always start feeling their energy easily before, you know, a good three or four days before they're actually at the point where they're new or at the point where they're full. And so that's the same for many of the other aspects um, that we interact with with these planets you know, when they're getting ready to, you know, square or conjunct or trine or any of the things that they can do that, you know, we can be obviously breaking down on the show. The reality is that, you know, I can throw dates out there to you, but you're always going to start feeling that energy prior to it actually happening. You know, it's the build up to that. And then the, you know, then the exact moment or, you know, that the, the, um, peak timing of it you know and then there's a little bit of a you know almost like a steam valve where then there's a little bit of a releasing of that kind of um energy that just seems so potent and and can really kind of rock your world sometimes in 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 ways where you're just like wait what's going on <laughs> stop this <laughs> so um that's kind of what december's going to be like i just th- feel like it might feel a bit like a roller coaster where you're going to you know be catching your breath from this new moon solar eclipse and then bam we're going to go right into you know you really feeling the energy of Venus getting ready to go retrograde um and then you know the full moon coupled on top of that um and then you know you're obviously going to be feeling that Saturn Uh, Uranus square, you know, days before it actually happens. And so that's one of the things that um, I think this month is just going to kind of be that ebb and flow of, you know, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel better. And then, oh, wait, what is this energy now? (laughs) So hopefully I will be able to be here to guide you through the, uh, oh, wait, what is this now? Um, Because we'll probably have a few of them this month. Um, not all of it, you know, negative, but, uh, you know, it's worth, you know, just knowing how the planets are, are, um, moving and, and how they can be, how their energy can be moving through you at any given time. And that's one of the pieces for me with this podcast that I just am passionate about is just having people become more aware of that so that you yourself can be embracing the the magnificence of who you are and not on any given day beating yourself up because on this particular day or these you know two days or three days you just felt really out of it or you felt really frustrated or you didn't you know you just felt extremely anxious or you just you know wanted to go hide or you wanted to go smack people <laughs> like all of that. All of that is allowed, you know, and all of that is part of the magnificence of us. And so that's one of the the things that I try and hopefully, you know, get through and and get out in this message with this podcast. Um, So, yeah, so that is uh, what we want to, we're going to be ending the month. You know, we have the December 24th, Saturn Uranus Square. And they're basically going to be wrapping up a conversation they've been having since June of this year. Um, they will at one point meet up in 2022, and it's actually very early. I believe it's late January or early February. I would need to actually double check that. But it won't be at the exact points that it's been meeting up Um with these three uh, particular squares. And so I feel like on that level, and again, I'm going to do a a bonus episode for this so that we can get more into the uh, conversation that Saturn and Uranus would be having, because you have to keep in mind Saturn is someone that is all about structures and authority and self-discipline and, and having boundaries and, Saturn is very much the, hey, less is more, you know. Um, and Uranus is very much about, oh, there's a structure or a system. Well, let me blow that up and, and, and see what new thing I can do with that. Um, Uranus thinks that, you know, what you need to do is continually be evolving. And so it doesn't want... The kind of stability that Saturn is always seeking. And so that's one of the things that you have to be aware of with that, that square, that that's part of what that energy is and that's part of what that tension is between those two planets when they decide that they want to have a conversation. Um, and so I will definitely be doing a uh, separate episode on that. I will also be doing a separate episode on this Venus retrograde. Just because Venus covers so much and Venus is an inner planet, with us, and so uh relationships and and finances and you know other things that could be coming up could end up being you know challenged uh to to put it mildly. Uh, one of the things I also like to do, I think you've noticed hopefully and if you've been listening um, on a regular basis is I like to talk about the cycles that happen with these planets, because I feel like when you're able to do that, you're then looking at where your own evolution and your own growth and challenges have come in, and you can only really see that if you can really see the patterns of what's been happening in your own life. And so for Venus, one of the things that I wanted to point out is that she ends up normally being retrograde in the same spot every eight years. We'll delve into that more on the bonus episode that I'll do with her, um, about her. Um, But I just wanted, again, to throw the initial dates out there for you, that if you're like trying to get an idea of, like, oh, what might this be, you know, think back to December of 2013 and January of 2014, and that was when Venus was retrograde in uh, Capricorn and Aquarius. And that hopefully can give you some idea of what was going on um, in your life at the time um, around, you know, relationships, partnerships, finances, and then you might get an idea of what what it is you might need to prepare prepare for for this particular retrograde. Um, and again, more of that will be coming in the bonus episode. Um, and then this month wraps up December 28th, the 27th, 28th, we have the planet Jupiter moving into Pisces. Uh, Jupiter did move into Pisces back in May of this year. So if anyone's wondering what was that like for you, what might Jupiter and Pisces be like, think back to May of this year. Uh, It was literally in Pisces. I think it was three months, three months, four months. And then it moved back into Aquarius. And so it will be moving into Pisces again. Uh, Jupiter is exalted in Pisces. And so hopefully that's going to be a let the good times roll uh, period for us. Um, And again, I think I'll be doing a separate bonus episode on this, only because one of the things that will also be happening this year with uh, this coming year, well, I'll definitely be covering this in the 2022 episode, and that's that uh, Jupiter will be in Pisces and then at one point, and I think it's like May of 2022, then it'll be moving into Aries, and then it retrogrades back into Pisces. And so this will be something that we definitely will be covering when we when I do the 2022 show. Um so that is it for right now. That may have seemed like a lot. Uh there'll be a couple bonus episodes coming. Uh, definitely the one will be on Venus with the retrograde. There may be one with Jupiter, but, um, I definitely know that the next episode that you will be getting from me next week will actually be an episode, uh, with us looking at 2022, um, because there's a lot of activity for 2022 and there will definitely be more than one episode that I do regarding 2022. Um, as the whole, you know, as the year. I'll probably do at least two of those episodes that I will make sure that they get out in December, and then obviously once we get into 2022, then we'll be covering them on a monthly basis, Um, as, you know, on a weekly basis as things unfold. And so that being said, I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate everyone that is showing up every week and supporting me. Um, I did not forget about the memberships. The membership uh plan will be coming in uh, the new year and so I will be getting things out there to let you know what I'll be offering for that and again holiday season if you want to gift someone something very unique then you can gift them either a tarot card reading or their birth chart and you can reach me at rooted in starlight that is all one word R O O T E D I N S T A R L I G H T rooted in starlight at gmail.com, and then I can get back to you with more information on that. Again, though, thank you, everyone. I appreciate the support. Um, Take care. I will be back with some bonus episodes just to get us through some of this, but I hope that everyone does have a blessed and safe. Um, and healthy, joyful holiday season. And I will be seeing you obviously in the new year and with some of the bonus episodes to help us get through some of this. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you and God bless.